Hey guys, it's James here, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to break down the story of where the crawdads sing and the key points that the story has. So let's start at the beginning with our main character, uh, Kaya. She's a girl who was abandoned by her mother in a young age and lives with her father, who's an alcoholic, and her other siblings. She really only has one friend, and that's her older brother, Jody. As she really, people just know her as a girl who was abandoned by her mother, thought to be not really good. However, she grows up, she tries to out, be outgoing and have more and more friendly uh, relationships with, peop- with people, which also leads her to meet another main character named Tate. Tate is a young boy who's going to school and he's, he sees Kaya and they start talking and Kaya, Tate, sorry, Tate gives Kaya books for her to read, learn, and they keep exchanging talk over and over. Kaya also catches the eye of Chase Andrews, the popular kid around town who's the quarterback for school football team. Soon, Chase even even asks Kaya out on a date, but then soon Kaya learns on the date that Chase only wanted her for sex. But but gives him a second chance afterwards when he apologizes and tells him he won't try to do it again. So, so after that, Chase and Kaya begin to see each other, and even Chase begins to talk about them getting married and living with her. But then Kaya learns somehow about Chase that he's already been arranged to marry someone, so she starts staying, staying away from him, staying at her house. However, Chase does catch up to her, but we have to get we'll have to get to that later. After this, she begins to be with Tate a lot more and develops an affection towards him but she has not discovered that yet she will soon though and but before that Tate has to uh, Tate leaves her like the rest of her family has her brothers and sisters as he's going off to college as well as her older brother Jody who is leaving for Vietnam and going to army so during this time she has nobody left has no money and has to find a way to get some money. So this leads to our next point where she's out in front of uh, Jumpin's grocery store. She's trying to sell this fish. It's a nasty, probably spoiled, gone all bad fish trying to sell. And then when she's trying to sell it, uh, Jumpin's wife, Kai, uh, Mabel, sorry, Mabel, sees Kaya and what she's trying to do is tell and what she does is she tells her husband say take the fish throw it away tell people around that somebody's owned it somebody's taken it taken it and bought it and then give her some food and let her be on the way we see mabel um throughout the story be a mother figure for kaya the somebody that she never had as kaya um as she's with kaya through her life talks about what it's like to be a woman when growing up and always being there for her. Which also leads us back now to Chase Andrews. We learn Chase learns where of course where Kaya lives and then he goes there and then he tries to rape her, but she's able to get away and hide. However, things take a turn as Chase is found dead and it's reported that he was murdered he was murdered. 
All suspicions lead to Kaya as she was the only person that seemed to have not a good relationship with Chase and she reportedly said that she was going to kill somebody said reportedly she was going to kill Chase Andrews and also the main part of this investigation was that Chase's had a pearl necklace that was taken from him it was nowhere around the scene of the body and that points him out that points Kai out because she was the only one that really knew uh, about the pearl necklace and what ha what how significant it was because she was the one that gave it to Chase so while being held, while while people were looking for her, uh, Sheriff Ed Jackson could, was never able to catch up to her until recently as Kaya's luck ran out. She was caught, held, held and rested. She denied ever, ever being around Chase, but his pearl necklace was a key sign that she was there, but they could never find the pearl necklace and they didn't know what happened to the pearl necklace. So all they could really do was held her, in, held her in captivity until trial. During this time, Kaya goes through a phase. Basically, she finds out that she really does love Tate. And Jody even comes back and learns about the fate of their mother as she died two years before in the story timeline, which is like the 1960s. Finally, with all the evidence, there was no evidence pointing towards Kaya being the murderer. She's found not guilty of the murder. And is set free now, and set free. And then we fast forward to the future, where Tate and Kai we learned have married. They lived together, but Kai has passed away at this time. And then Tate is looking, and Tate finds a pearl necklace under their floorboard of the house. So what can this tell us about the end of the story? It tells us that Kai was somehow involved with the death of Chase as she was able to take the necklace away from his body when he was dead. We can also learn that she murdered Chase so that he could stop chasing her around, trying to find her and harm her, but there was no, we, we didn't, there was no evidence of her being the murderer or helping in the case of his death because there was no way, it was rainy, there was no footprints, it was, there was no evidence because the necklace was gone, and there was no blood, so it's suspected that he fell off the tower. But that's basically the end of the story. As we figure out that Kaya really was involved in Chase's murder, and nobody really knew besides Tate after that. So that is going to be all for today. I thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.